Blog Talk Radio. Good day and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and joining me is my wonderful husband and fellow radio show host, Jeffrey Isbell. It's me. Along with my daughter and vegan chef extraordinaire, Ariana Isbell. hey <laughs> She has a very tasty cooking lesson in store for you. Ari, what recipe do you plan to share today? Well, today we've got pasta salad to relieve you all of this terrible summer heat. Ooh, that sounds delish. Maybe you can cook that for us a little later today? Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Of course, we also have a lot of really interesting topics to talk about today, from how to stop dogs from marking inside the house to a new pet parent network, that is based on the Airbnb concept. And we'll be talking about the latest animal-related news and upcoming pet events. And I want to remind everyone that if you have any questions relating to animal health, behavior, wildlife, write to us at petplaceradio at gmail.com and we'll answer your questions on the air. Also, if you have any vegan recipes that you think our listeners would enjoy, Send them to that same email address, petplaceradio at gmail.com, and I'll try them out. We may end up featuring your special dish on the show. And you too! That's right. The show is for you, our audience. We want to cover the topics that you care about most. So send us your news, questions, recipes, events, info on adoptable animals, you name it. That's really the main reason we do the show. That's right. So let's get started with Animals in the News. (laughs) Earlier this week, the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department dispatched deputies to the 7300 block of Redwood Avenue after receiving a domestic disturbance call. When they arrived on the scene, they first shook the fence to see if there were any dogs in the yard. When none came out, they proceeded into the yard. And that's when everything went south. Uh Uh-oh. Two little dogs, followed by a husky mix, came out of the house to see what was going on. Deputies thought the husky was going to attack, and so one of them shot the dog. When the owner of the dog ran out of the house after hearing the shots and discovered his pet dying, and after a brief discussion, the deputies realized they were at the wrong address. Oh, no! According to the owner, Buddy, that's the dog who was shot, never even barked at the deputies. He simply went outside to investigate with his two little housemates. A statement released by the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department read, The department and the officers involved in this unfortunate situation... Ugh. See, that bothers me when they say unfortunate, like it was uh, it's just a bad... It was, it was an accident. Uh, it, well, yeah. anyway, involved in this unfortunate situation, all recognize the emotional impact the loss of a family pet has on this family and we extend our deepest sympathies. Sympathies. The officers involved in this incident feel terrible about what occurred, but felt they had no other reasonable option at the time. (sighs) That just makes me so mad. (laughs) Uh, Go on, go on, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Buddy needed to see a veterinarian immediately, but the family couldn't afford it, and the local animal control would not provide veterinary care to an owned dog. The deputies also did nothing to get the dog medical attention. So, Buddy bled to death in the yard. That is 
just hideous, especially because if you're a human being and you have an emergency situation, you can call an emergency number and they'll help you. It doesn't matter if you have enough money. That shouldn't be what determines if you live or die. Yeah, especially since the police department caused this injury to begin with. You'd think they would have immediately jumped on the situation and taken care of everything. You know, I worked for Orange County Animal Control for 15 years, and I never encountered a dog. And I was up against some pretty fierce dogs in those 15 years. But anyway, I never encountered a dog I couldn't control just by using my voice, my little squeaky girl voice, and body language. In fact, I used to teach new Orange County deputies non-lethal techniques for dealing with aggressive dogs. The problem is most law enforcement personnel never get proper training in animal handling, which they should have because so many people have dogs. I can just imagine... If officers came to our house, our dogs would probably bark at them. I can almost guarantee they would bark at them. And to think that their first reaction would be to shoot our dogs, our family? That's just appalling. You know, I mean, the police are supposed to deal with what is and not with what they wish would be the case. And the fact is, even though dogs should not be in the home for protection, really a lot of people have them for just that purpose, or at least to warn by barking, and bark aggressively to scare away people that are nosing around your doorstep. Well, anyway, hopefully stories like this will cause law enforcement agencies to take notice and offer more training to their people in the field. And then stories like these will become a thing of the past. I hope so, but I'm not holding my breath, because I have another story involving law enforcement and a dog. Oh, no. A police officer in Texas was arrested last week following the death of his canine partner, Rex. Juan Luis Cirillo, Jr. of the San Juan Police Department called into his department after he found Rex unresponsive in his vehicle, after being left inside for over three hours in the hot sun. Rex, a Belgian Malinois and a three-year veteran of the department, was assigned to the SWAT Special Assignment Unit, according to the police chief Juan Gonzalez. Cirillo was immediately suspended without pay pending the criminal investigation and an internal investigation into the matter. According to Gonzalez, Cerillo got home, and he did not retrieve Rex from the back of the unit. Within hours, he remembered he left the canine in the back seat of his car and found him unresponsive. This is a tragic loss of a beloved dog, Gonzalez said. This is totally unacceptable, and there are no excuses. Officers are responsible for their dogs 24-7. Cerillo was charged with cruelty to animals, a misdemeanor, and was released on a $4,000 bond. If convicted of the charge... Cerillo faces up to a year in county jail and a $4,000 fine. Wow. You know, we remind everyone all the time, and I guess this extends to police officers, too. I think you wouldn't think that would be the case, but it does. But we always tell everybody, never leave your pets in cars. Even if you think you're parked in a cool area and won't be gone very long, the sun shifts very quickly, and it only takes minutes before any animal will go into distress and even die. So just don't do it, ever. In fact, in California, it is illegal, period. Cold weather, hot weather. It's illegal, folks, to leave your pet unattended in vehicles. And I know other states have similar laws. Right. So if you see a pet locked up in a car, even if the windows are partially rolled down, call your local animal control. And if you can't get hold of them, call the police. It could be a matter of life or death. And speaking of life and death stories, here's one for the textbooks. Recently, 
a 10-year-old Sheltie named Ollie, who had always been energetic and healthy, began acting lethargic. His owners noticed a shift a week after they returned from an outdoor trip in eastern Oregon. Ollie began having difficulty going upstairs and even eating, so his owners decided to take him to their vet. After a barrage of tests, nothing could be found that could cause the symptoms. The vet prescribed some medication that he thought might help, but the next day, Ollie was doing even worse. In no time at all, the dog was almost completely paralyzed and in pain. So, with heavy hearts, his owners made a decision to put their dog down. A veterinary student who was helping at the veterinary clinic stepped in to make Ollie as comfortable as possible. She hugged and stroked the dog while speaking softly. And while the veterinarian in charge prepared the euthanasia, she noticed a lump near the dog's ear that turned out to be a tick. She remembered from her studies that sometimes ticks cause paralysis. So she quickly removed the parasite. The veterinarian explained what had happened to the owners of the dog and asked that they wait for a few days to see if the tick removal would have any effect on their dog's health. Sure enough, Ollie was feeling better within hours of arriving home. He was back on his paws, walking around the house, looking for attention. According to the veterinarian, we were thinking it could take closer to two or three days to see any positive effects if it did turn out to be tick paralysis. Dogs heal so fast. Yeah, they do. When it turned out that everything was good and we got the call from the owners, everybody in the office gave each other high fives. Had to be such a relief. Thanks to the veterinarians in turn comforting the dog, Ollie is back to his usual adventurous self, now with a tick collar and tick medication. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Talk about a close call. What a great story. And the perfect way to lead into a happier segment. It's time for Cooking Cooking with with Ari. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a great summer recipe for you. It's a pasta salad that takes only about half an hour to prepare. So, grab a pen and paper and write down these ingredients and instructions, or just commit them to memory. It's really that easy. Here's the ingredients you'll need. Eight ounces of spiral or bow tie pasta, one cup of Italian dressing, two cups of assorted chopped veggies like broccoli, cauliflower, red onions, red, yellow, bell peppers, carrots, olives, tomatoes, anything you like. Of course, before you start chopping, cook the pasta according to the instructions, as you do. Drain them and let it cool. Toss in your vegetables and your Italian dressing and then chill. Talk about quick and easy. That's done. It's a great dish to take to parties and potlucks and it serves about eight people. Well, you know, I love pasta salads, especially in hot weather. They really hit the spot for me and this one is so quick and easy. Thanks for sharing that, Ari. My pleasure. Marie, Lizette Goines from Lucky Paw Exchange is on the line. Oh, great. Let's get her on. Good day. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Marie. Thank you for having me. Well, I was really intrigued. We met back in April at Pet Expo, and you came over to the Pet Place booth, and you had a really cool idea that sort of was working off of the Airbnb idea only for pets. So I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners a little bit about it. That's exactly what we thought of, and we happen to be the very first Airbnb for for animals, for pet care. So what we designed was a website that the community for pet lovers 
to be a part of the community, and once they become a member of Lucky Paw Exchange, they have access to the rest of the community where they can exchange pet favors with one another and save money on boarding, um, arrange, you know, dog walking. They can arrange play date, play dates all sorts of pet favors with other members of the community. If this establishes, um, you know, the ability to communicate with other pet lovers and not have to board your pet while you're away. Oh, wow, that's really cool. What I really like most about that is potentially the dog walking. If you work at night and somebody else works in the day and you have pets that need walking in the daytime, you can swap. That is so cool. I like that a lot. It is. We, we um, you know, everybody needs a pet saver every now and then. So if you have a long day at work and you live in an apartment complex, you can arrange uh, dog walking with someone else that lives in the same complex. It just gives people the ability to help each other out without spending a fortune on, you know, pet care. Sure. So how does it all work? Is there a website that somebody has to go to where they log on and they look for other people that are close to their residence? Basically, our site is LuckyPawExchange.com, and members can be part of the community for one, a one-time low fee of just nine ninety-nine, okay. and that is a lifetime membership. No further charges after that, just nine ninety-nine to become part of the community. And um, once they join, they fill out a profile for themselves and their pet and post a few pictures of their dog or if they have multiple dogs, uh, complete the profile, and then they're part of the community. And then the search engine for our website allows you to check by city, state, or zip code for other pet lovers near you. So if I live in Dana Point, I can see, and I'm traveling, I can see other members that are in Dana Point and uh, friend request them, just like on Facebook, you friend request, and send them a friend request with your dates of travel, and if they're willing to watch your dog, then you owe them a pet favor when they travel. Okay, so I assume then you probably want to get to know each other and get to know each other's pets and and meet up and make sure that everything's good, because I know... As a, a a woman, I might feel a little bit concerned about meeting some random person who I'm going to allow into my home. And so I guess my big question is, how do we know this is a safe thing to do? Well, I modeled it just like the home exchange networks that are out there on the Internet where the individual parties, each pet owner would make their own arrangements. So it would be up to them to meet at a dog park or a neutral place Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, kind of feel each other out and see if the dogs are going to get along and, you know, kind of develop and cultivate that trust level. So it's not for everyone. Obviously, if you're very, you know, concerned about, you know, um, certain aspects of exchanges and trading, just like the home exchanges aren't for everyone. But I always had great experiences and made new friends. The way we see it is this is the ability to make a new friend that's another dog lover, have um, an exchange partner in your area where you can have pet trades all the time. But we, as the owners of Lucky Paw Exchange, we do not get involved in the actual details and logistics for each individual exchange. And it can be any type of thing. That It doesn't have to be you uh, watching the dog at 
you know, your house. People, just like the home exchange networks, they can vary. Every every exchange will be unique, and, and it, you know, there will be different logistics and circumstances for, you know, just a, a wide variety of needs and pet favors. Then our word of wisdom to all the listeners out there is due diligence. Make sure you... Yeah know the person and make sure you know the pets, make sure that you feel comfortable having that person watch your pets. Pay attention to your pet's body language. Do they like this person? Because it might be a totally nice person that you really like, but if your pets don't like them, that's not necessarily a good fit. That's right. But, you know, I was just at a, at a store today, and the woman there has a Westie, and I have a Westie. So we are going to have groups and forums for large dogs, and small dogs, and we even started a group of pet owners. So you can kind of match yourself up with the right breed and the right pet owner that might have the exact same breed. The pit bull people, they have no problem exchanging with one another. The small little chihuahua people, you know, so you can match yourself up via the community site so that the match is a good one. Okay, and what kind of feedback have you received so far from the people who have been using this service? Oh, fantastic. Everybody just thinks it's a brilliant idea. Why didn't anyone else ever think of it? It's just like, you know, it's, it, when you think of how much money we spend on taking care of our animals when we mm-hmm. travel and boarding gets so expensive, and so many people have multiple dogs now. Right. And it can be very cost prohibitive to board your pets now. It's $40, $50, a night Even for, for a pet sitting, too, if you have somebody come to your home, that costs a small exactly. fortune. Exactly, and this is a nine ninety nine community forum for people to have options. And this is what we're providing. We're providing an alternative to traditional boarding and an option for people that may be on a budget. And it's actually the pet, I would think if I was the pet, I would prefer to be in someone's home rather than in an impersonal kennel or in a kennel environment or a boarding environment. It's nice to be, as you know, as an animal instead of a cage in right. someone's home. So what you're saying then is with this program, you take your pets to the other person's home. They don't actually do the pet sitting at your house? That's more how it's been used. Yes. Okay. It's been it's more, um, they, they're going out of town. They bring you their dog. You watch them at your house, but again, it can be whatever the two parties, whatever the two pet owners decide to do. Okay, that sounds reasonable. And can it work at a distance? Let's say I'm traveling to the East Coast. I live on the West Coast, and I've met somebody who lives on the East Coast, and I want to take my dogs with me, but also be able to have access to them, too but they can't stay at the hotel with me. Is it possible to arrange a situation where the person on the East Coast watches and then when they come and visit on the West Coast, I would watch their dogs? So it's not just necessarily a local thing. We have more members in Virginia right now than we do in California. Oh, wow. So if I was traveling to Virginia, I would be able to select someone in Virginia to, if the dog wasn't allowed in the hotel, Mm -hmm. to watch the dog there. So right now I believe we're in about 15 states and we're growing every day and soon we just hope to be nationwide where if you do travel to Florida or to or even expanding to Puerto Rico and Canada and if you if you travel you, you'll have options if you want to take your dog or if you want to leave the dog at home. Wow that sounds very cool and what has been the best story so far? I know you've received some feedback but as you think of all the little stories that people have sent in or that you've noticed 
share the best one? Well, I know that for the big dogs that really need a lot of exercise, it's been fantastic to make play dates, you know, with other big dog owners. So if I'm going to be at work all day and I have a very, very active dog, I can schedule to take my dog to that person's house. Mm -hmm. And they, and this is actually a true story. And then they play there all day, just like at doggy daycare. (laughs) And then when they're gone and they have a, you know, they have an out of town all day adventure, they can bring and I repay the favor. So that that's worked beautifully, and it's been great for the big dogs. Instead of just having them sit all day, they can go play and have a play date at someone's house. That sounds very cool. So this is actually more than just a vacation thing. This can totally be a social network where you make friends yes. with other pet owners and you just yes. hang out and maybe do fun that's things exactly together, what too. It is. It's, yeah. it's a Facebook. It's an Airbnb and, you know, who knows? It could even be a Match.com. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Because who, so who better to fall in love with? It's a social network for dog lovers. That's right. If your dog likes the guy or the gal, then, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> it, that's exactly what it is. It's a social network for pet lovers to have a community of other pet lovers that you know that when you join Monkey Paw Exchange, what the premise is and what the idea is, that you're willing to do a pet favor for someone else. Excellent. Well, Lisa, let's give out your website one more time before we say goodbye. Sure. It's LuckyPawExchange.com, and based out of Dana Point, California, but we are nationwide, and we hope to grow and keep growing. And the whole idea is getting the word out via Facebook, social media, to grow our community because the more numbers there are, the more options for people to exchange. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lisa. Thank you, Marie. Thank you so much. Lucky Paw Exchange sounds so cool. I hope people make a lot of good connections with it. It's nice to have people who can help you with your animals. Hey, and while we're talking about help with animals, we've got email, Marie. This is from Megan. She writes, We adopted a six-year-old Silky Terrier about nine months ago. He had spent his entire life before us chained to a doghouse. He was malnourished and had flea dermatitis. Why do these people even get a dog? For sure. He was also heartworm positive, so we had to wait to have him neutered. He has marked in our house when given the opportunity since the day we got him nine months ago. The only time he doesn't mark, pee. Is in his kennel, can and you, when he's... Can you say that on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I could say anything on the radio now. Okay. <laughs> you can say anything oh. on the radio if you say it the right way. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the only time he doesn't mark is when he's in his kennel? Yeah, and when he's tethered on a five-foot lead to our table in our living room. Oh. We've had a trainer come to the house, and her suggestion was that we have to catch him in the act to deter him from marking. She really didn't have much success with him at all the day she came to our house. It was a disappointing experience. I'm looking for suggestions and ideas. He's well-fed and loved. He just spends his time tethered, since that's the only time he won't mark. Then she goes on to talk about the other things that they do, and seems like they're trying to do many of the right things. But um, mainly, what they want to know is, how long should they try to break him of this habit? Is this a process that will take years? At what point do we throw in the towel? We love him dearly and don't plan to give him up. That's good news. I just hate to think we're committed to having him tethered to our table the rest of his life. 
Your suggestions are appreciated. Well, what do you think, Marie? What what can she do? Okay, first of all, Megan, out there, if you're listening, thanks for adopting this little hard case, and thank you for not giving up on him. You do not need to throw in the towel and keep him tethered to the table for the rest of his life. We can fix this. First, is there any possibility that this could be a medical issue? A lot of times dogs develop stones or small infections, and, and that really needs to be ruled out first and foremost, because if you need to pee all the time, and that's what you'd feel like if you had one of these little infections or if you had calcium buildups, then you're going to pee, and it might not even be marking behavior. So get them checked out at the veterinarian, and if everything comes back negative, then we need to look at some behavioral issues. First of all, I am assuming you don't punish him for urinating in the house, right? Because that never, ever, ever works. A dog just thinks I'm getting in trouble for peeing, which makes no sense at all. So don't do that. And like you said, it's virtually impossible to catch a dog in the act when they're marking. And you can't just be following them around 24-7. So don't even do that. But what you do want to do is make sure that every spot where he has marked that you clean thoroughly. And I'm not just talking with soap and water because a dog can smell the scent of pee, even if you've cleaned it up with soap and water. You have to use an enzymatic cleaner that you could get from most pet supply stores. They work like a charm and get up all that smell. And you also want to make sure that your dog does not feel like the top dog in the house because as top dog, he's going to want to bark. So if he's sleeping on your bed or anything like that, put him into a crate at the foot of your bed at night. That's kind of a lower position and sends the message to him that you are indeed the master of the house, the alpha, and that way he doesn't have to worry about taking care of you because he knows that you're taking care of him. But I do want to bring up something that you may or may not have heard of. I'd like you to try a product called belly bands. Now there are a lot of different belly bands on the market. You want to make sure you get the kind that are super absorbent. If you don't know what a belly band is, they're like a very wide belt that goes all the way around your dog's abdominal area and covers up his little fire hose for lack of a better term. And he cannot mark on any of your furniture if you use these correctly. You want to make sure you have thick, absorbent pads inside of these belly bands. So either get the kind that are disposable or the kind that you put pads into and then wash later. So it's your choice how you want to do it. And change them frequently. Now, the thing is, dogs do not like feeling wet. So once he starts realizing that when he lifts his leg to mark, he's only getting himself wet, he's not going to like it. And you have to continue with this pretty much 24-7. Don't have the belly bands on him for some of the time and not for the other part of the time because otherwise he'll sneak a mark and then you'll think that they don't work. Of course, when he's outside on his walks or he's in the backyard, then take the belly bands off because you want him to mark out there, just not in the house. As soon as he comes back in, that's when the belly bands go back on. Now, habits take about three weeks to 12 weeks to break. So once you find that he's not lifting his leg, 
you can slowly start testing out some time where he's not wearing the belly bands, increasing the time, increasing, increasing, until he's kicked the habit. So let me know how it works out right back and keep us up to date. I hope it all works out for them. I know sometimes rescued pets come with a little baggage, but most of the time, with love and attention, you can work out everything. And I want to tell you about Charlie the Chihuahua mix that needs to be adopted and loved. Charlie is a special needs pet, up to date with all her shots, good with kids, and good with cats. She has special needs because she is mostly blind, but she can get around fairly well because she can see shadows and light. Just make sure you don't put anything hazardous in her pathways. She is super affectionate and loves to snuggle and be held. She also enjoys toys and playing with other dogs. She is available from Canine Spirit Organization, and more information about Charlie can be obtained by emailing adopt at k9spirit.org. Again, that's adopt at k9spirit.org. And for those of you who are partial to Bichon Frise, Pet March Rescue is looking for a home for Kevin, a young 11-pound handsome boy. He's neutered, house-trained, up-to-date with shots, good with kids, cats, and other dogs, and an all-around good dog. (laughs) Kevin walks nicely on a leash without pulling and loves to snuggle. He was rescued from a high-kill shelter and can be adopted through his new rescue organization. If you are interested in Kevin, email adoptpetmatch at gmail.com. Again, that's adoptpetmatch.com all one word, at gmail.com. And I would like to let everyone know that June is Adopt-A-Shelter Cat Month. For the entire month of June, adopt an adult cat from the Pasadena Humane Society. And when I say adult, that means one year or over. And the adoption fee is only $35. That, of course, includes spay or neuter, microchipping, and the first round of vaccines. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You said for the entire month of June, adopt an adult cat from the Pasadena Humane Society. Mm Mm-hmm. Why does it take a whole month to adopt an adult cat? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) And just like that, we've already come to the end of the show. It sure goes by fast. It sure does. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we'll tune into another episode when we'll feature more animal news, cruelty-free recipes, adoptable pets, fun pet-related events, and more. Be sure to visit us online at www.petplace.org or at facebook.com slash petplaceradio. And remember, pets need love and a home, too. Have a wonderful week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.